She was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm Sarah Gorski, and I'm here today with the lovely... It's Chloe Sky. Chloe! It's me. I brought Chloe back for our end of 2022 recap episode. Wrap up. We were supposed to do it last week, and um, I got messed up on the schedule, guys, so I'm sorry about that. But, you know, better late than never. It's, it's what is it, January 4th. Fourth. And we did it, Chloe. We got through 2022 <laughs> it tried to kill us what a year i thought 2020 was bad oh my god 2022 who knew it wasn't just you and me chloe it's been like everyone i've talked to was yeah, like whoa same. that was nuts let's just like walk quietly around 2023 and try not to make much noise <laughs> i think maybe maybe we all just got like overly excited about living life again after the pandemic but we all also forgot how to do it and so things went awry yeah that has to be what it is i feel like all my interactions in december were with people who were they were like doing coke laced with adderall wait what <laughs> Like, I feel like everyone who I interacted with, like, at least from, like, work, tra- tra- like, the work perspective, it was like they were all coked out on Adderall. And I was like, God, everyone needs to calm down and take a breath. <laughs> it's you, so You're exhausting. talking to different people than I am. I mean, obviously, I am. <laughs> anyway, I'm off track. We are here to recap 2022. You know, I like to start with, like... I want to talk a little bit about the podcast, Chloe. Is that okay with you? I would love that. Do you know we just hit a huge milestone with downloads? Which one? Is it like 10,000 downloads? No, it's 20,000. 20,000. This podcast has over 20,000. Actually, it happened like two weeks ago, I think. But I was so busy that I forgot to even post on social about it. Because, you know, that's, that's how I roll. But that's huge for us. That's big numbers. That's super exciting. I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of that number. Thanks, listeners. That's you. That's you. And if you are the one that's spreading the word and getting other people to listen and uh, download and like and review, then kisses and hugs to you because you're making it ha- helping us make it happen here. Chloe, I always like to run through the list of the top episodes of the year. I would love to hear that. Do you? Okay, first of all, do you have like a guess for what you think was the, the top, de- like the top listened episode this year? Ooh, the top listen. Let me quickly scan through this list. I feel like I would guess Joan of Arc, but that's also such a recent episode. I don't know that it has time Mm-mm. to like really get up there. Let's see. Maybe someone like Kate Bush or Michelle Yeoh. Ooh. Maybe. Um, let's see. Who else is on here? Weirdly enough, none of those made the list of top 10. Wow. Okay. That's but also surprising. I think the ones you listed were pretty recent. Um, so it does take time, as you said, for, for the episodes to kind of accrue the listens. Right. Um... It's okay. Let's just go through them. Yeah. 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 Let's okay. Let's go, go through. through. Should we go? I don't, I don't wait, think should I'm we do one it. to ten or ten to one? Do you like the drama of leading up to one? Yes, ten to one for sure. Okay, very dramatic. Very dramatic of us. <laughs> Number ten 
was uh, an episode we did with our guest, Joe Lex. Hi, Joe. I know you listen sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe, your episode on Ernesta Drinker, Commando Mary. Her name is much longer than that. She had like six names. (laughs) Amy Ernesta Drinker Bullet Bo Barlow, a.k.a. Commander Mary. Commando Mary. Oh, my God. Wasn't she abroad? She was this like wealthy socialite who did many things, but one of them was that she like became this huge radio personality during i think it was world war wait let me look at my spreadsheet it is world war ii i do remember that episode and she turned down over 50 marriage proposals before she actually settled down can you believe that you know that's confidence that's knowing yourself that's like part of me is like oh whatever in that time period men proposed to women all the time even if they didn't even know them and they just wanted the society whatever but still 50 is really impressive I aspire to that level of saying no. That's like a half of the number of proposals that Cthulhu and Khan got. <laughs> do you remember that episode? <laughs> yes, I do. She had like 100, was it 100 or 200 men try to fight for her? Anyway, she beat them all in battle. It was, it was over 100, yeah. <laughs> so Ernesta was number 10. Uh, number 9 was Merle Evers. Do you remember that episode? Um, she was civil rights. She was a civil rights activist, NAACP phenomenon. What she's most famous for, really, is that her husband... Uh, oh, right. He was, was killed. Was killed, shot yes. in the back in their driveway. Oh, um, gosh. That was devastating. Absolutely devastating. But an amazing broad. Uh, and she continued, after his death, she... She was an activist in her own right. You know, she... It's hard. They always get overshadowed by, like, the assassin. It was, you know, a little the same with Curtis Scott King, where they, their husbands' names kind of eclipse them in famousness, but they, but their activism work continued their whole life and far after their husbands were killed. And Merle Evers was one of those broads. Now, number eight, we have an Indian broad. We have Rani Lakshmi Bai. India's Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. She was leading, uh, or she helped lead some of the, the revolution against the British rule, or the, well, the British East India Company's rule. In India, she was a badass and a warrior broad, which I appreciated. And next, this was your episode, Chloe. Oh, oh, was it, was Number it the seven. OG row? No, not, no. <laughs> it's no? not. No, is it? It's Beate Gordon. One of the most unbelievable stories. The Jewish feminist who somehow ended up, actually not somehow, we know her story. Her parents were in Japan and she was worried to death about them in the war. And she like got in to, what was it, Eisenhower's? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think so. She worked like with Eisenhower and she got over to Japan. Really, she was trying to just work for someone that was was going to be in Japan. Put me on assignment in Japan because. And then in her free time, she went to search for her parents because she was deathly worried about them and they weren't doing well when she found them. She saved their lives, like no doubt. Mm -hmm. But because she was in Japan at the end of World War II, she ended up writing women's rights into the Japanese constitution. Beate Gordon. Yeah, and she's still a hero there today. She is. Even though people are trying to rescind all of those rights from the Constitution, but who's who's ever not trying to do that? Well, we also have lots of feelings about the fact that America wrote yes. Japan's yep. Constitution is like, hello, this yeah. is like... You would, you would think someone from Japan would do that, but <sighs> hey, America. America. Okay, number six, we have my mom's episode, Sister Carrie Miller, who is a nun in the Chicago suburbs... 
That's like the the local nun, right? She's a local. Yeah, and she's one That's of my so mom's cool. mentors and uh, has helped teach my mom a lot about the best way to serve homeless folks and people who are in need of that like that kind of service. Um, that's she's devoted her life to that and she's just an amazing broad. Uh, yeah, and one of the men, one of the several nuns. We've covered a few nuns on this podcast actually. You've you've been doing a whole series of them lately. Well, even before that though, we had mother we had mother Teresa and That's true. That's true. Yeah. From day one, big, big fans of nuns here. Big fans of nuns. Okay, number five, Tamiris. She was the queen of the Mesogate. She defeated Cyrus II, who was like, well, he was like the first Turkish emperor, basically, of like the, the, the Ottoman Empire. Like he like, she fucking cut him to pieces, that ego. Mm-hmm. That was a great episode. That was with that my was friend Steve. Hi, Steve, if you're listening. That was a great episode, and it was number five this year. Number four was also with Steve, and it was Steve's episode on Izumo no Ukuni, the Damn, woman Steve, who invented... This is the broad who invented Kabuki theater. Oh, I remember that one. And then it got t- taken over by the dudes, and now people think of it as a dude art form but izumo no kuni was number four steve look at you our episodes our recording session there one was a good one number three is actually a rebroadcast from actually our beginning days with sam it was our episode on pine leaf woman chief oh Love me some pine leaf woman chief love me and you know she is actually because i you know listeners i also am like a web designer and i design our own website so every once in a while when i'm like spiraling really deeply i'll like go into our (laughs) website analytics and i'll look at like okay what are people searching for what do people like the most and pine leaf woman chief is almost always in the top three pages that are visited on the website so she's Mm. kind of like a universally interesting figure I also feel like there's probably not a ton of sources that have covered her, which makes you like one of the go-tos. Maybe. And that was Sam's episode. So Sam, Mm -hmm. still going strong. Okay, number two actually is your broad that you talked about earlier. Yes, Norma McCorvey. Yes. Norma McCorvey, who was the original Jane Roe in Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. And gosh, that episode was fucking fascinating Pardon that my story friend. blew my mind blew my mind listeners if you didn't listen to that episode and if you don't know who norma mccorvey was so she was jane roe in roe versus wade that was her case but after the case was over she felt really unsupported by kind of the like feminists in vogue who mm-hmm. had brought the case forward for her and she ended up going to the other side and becoming a pro-life advocate and she was like kind of getting paid off by the pro-life what do you yeah. call those influencers the, ch- the church whatever, and, and the church. all of those people basically just like kept giving her cash payments to show up to events and say she was pro-life and yeah. she changed her mind and yeah yeah it was crazy it was crazy that- Fucking fascinating. Uh, honestly, yeah. no matter how you feel about the uh, Roe versus Wade case, I think she's a really fascinating figure. And it's fascinating to track kind of the political imaginations of that episode. So uh, if you haven't really heard that one, dial back. That was from May of this year, May 18th. That was Norman McCorvey. That was your episode. You brought that her. episode came out on my birthday? That's crazy. <laughs> and then number one for the year, drum roll, is Olga of Kiev. 
our OG Olga boss queen Kiev. of Ukraine, which makes okay. total sense because Ukraine's all over the news still, yeah. still fighting the good fight. She was our number one listener of the year. Listeners, you loved Olga. And you know what? I love Olga, too. She's going to be number one forever. That's She's not number one of all time because of the way podcasting works. But right. maybe she could be. I don't know. If anyone could do it, Olga could. I yeah. feel like maybe at some yeah, point she'll, she'll eclipse. She'll get there. I actually think Gigi's are still our first, our top. Our very first episode is still like the most listened to. Or second episode, I guess. That checks out. Yeah. Anyway, okay, okay, on to the next part is a list of questions for you, Chloe, and then I'll answer them too, you know, okay. just because okay. I'm sure that that's unfair for me to only ask you and not myself. These are these are podcast-related questions. I have to know, the first, the most burning question, who was your favorite broad that was covered on the pod this year? So not the rebroadcast, we can't say Olga again at this point. Right, right, but right. who do you think was like your personal favorite? And it doesn't matter even why, you don't even have to explain yourself. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I think I'm going to I'm going to answer this two different ways. My favorite episode of the year is the Joan of Arc episode. <gasps> I felt like that one Whoa. it just went so deep and it had multiple perspectives and it just covered so much interesting new information that I didn't know about. Really? Yeah, no, I really Alex I really, was really a great liked. guest. He was he, like, was, he was so really good. Awesome. Gosh, he added so much cool context. Smart I people. really, really like that episode. But I also feel like, and this is personal bias for sure, but I think my favorite broad is Verity Lambert, <laughs> who produced Doctor Who and made it so that one of my favorite TV shows of all time continues to exist or was allowed to ever exist. That was a great episode. I mean, I didn't even know that. First of all, I didn't even know that, that she was... The, the, but also that, like, literally the show hinged on her. Like, it would not have happened. Oh, yeah. All of the, like, most key elements and the things that have carried through forever were things that she was, like, fighting for and had to, like, really, really push for. Like, the fact that there's, like, episodes about Daleks and evil alien species and it's not just a show to teach history to kids. Like, no. And, of course, it still does teach history to kids sometimes, but also sometimes it's just about monsters and you know someone saving the world saving the universe and gosh i love that show and so yeah i'm i'm a little biased but verity lambert is my favorite broad of the year i love Cause it. i didn't even know i didn't even know i didn't know either that she was the producer of doctor who in the in the og days so that was all even though i listened to a podcast literally called verity <laughs> But you didn't know, didn't you not know that's why it was called Verity? Yeah, I was like, I don't know what this this word is. Verity <laughs> must mean mean something. But and it was this lo- broad's name. <laughs> yes. The original producer. Uh, it explained so much when that episode came. I was like, oh, everything makes sense now. Ugh. So yeah, now it's your turn. I know, it is my turn. Also, this is like the worst question. I Why did I ask this? Because I have trouble choosing because I like actually deeply love like every woman we've covered. Because you covered like 45 new women this year? Yeah, that could do it. Well, yes, we did. We covered 45 incredible women. And I always have like different categories for women of like the ones that kind of made me laugh and that I love. Like Helen Hulick, who got arrested for wearing pants and refu- oh, and not yeah. putting on a dress when she had to go to court. That about woman, a robbery like that, that episode was so ridiculous idol. and i just love her but I, she's my idol i would never i would never have the confidence to just directly disobey court orders like that multiple times like multiple oh my god so many oh, times so good so good yeah that's when you just truly have no more fucks to give 
no more fucks. You're just like, and she wasn't even trying to like make a statement. She no, her house was robbed, and she was going to testify in court. And the judge was like, "Get out of here! You're not wearing a skirt." Oh my god, that's so a great stupid. episode with my friend Colin. Colin, yeah. you were yeah, such yeah. a great guest too. Yes, great episode. That was one I love. Um, to love Olivia Juliana's episode. Yep. That yep. broad continues to be pretty fucking cool. She got COVID last week. I was very concerned. I follow her. I stalk her now on social because I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was your I was your non-speaking guest on that one. I was very happy to be there. That that story lifted my spirits. Oh my gosh, it did. And you know what? I need like that Gen Z hope. God, Gen Z is gonna save us all. Because it's gonna save us all. I don't know. I think it's hard for me to choose. I guess those maybe those were my two like personal favorites, just because they like. You know, I love the drama. You and love, I love drama the big and stories. sticking it to the man. I know, and I love all these bras we've been covering in this crazy series. But they also like also made me really sad. So it's hard for me to like consider them favorites <laughs> because they're kind of depressing sometimes. Anyway, yeah. Who wait? Who was the um? Was that this year the trans priest? No, that's Alexia Salvador, the Brazilian Alexia woman. Salvador, yeah, 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 the Brazilian woman. That's a great episode too. Was that that? Was that last year too? No, that was this year. I mean, this past was, year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she's 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 in my top three for the year too. We can have top. We can just say top three, listeners. We yeah. can just. It's yeah. okay not to pick a favorite. It's okay. Good, good. <laughs> I have a top three. <laughs> Did you, um, this isn't to play favorites because actually everyone's my favorite and that's the the truth, but did you have like a favorite guest? We can't count ourselves for this one. Ooh. Did you have someone that you like loved the energy they brought in for whatever reason? You had so many good guests, but I think the expertise of uh, the guy on the Joan of Arc episode. Oh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's gotta be the, the winner just because... I learned so much, not just from the research, but from his just like extra input knowledge of religion on top of knowledge of Joan of Arc and how you you all would like compare and contrast like sources and notes. and That would, would, yeah, that would just, it just really worked for me, that one. Alex, you win again. Dang. (laughs) I hope he listens to this episode. I bet he won't. Maybe if you tag him. Favorite guest? Well, who's my favorite guest? God, that's hard too because they're all my friends too. <laughs> yeah, you put yourself in a corner here. I did. I I who's set myself up for favorite friend, fear. Sarah. <laughs> who's my favorite friend? <laughs> oh my goodness! Obviously me. Obviously you, but we I can't count Chloe ourselves wins, for this right. one. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm you disqualified know, for being present. I was so, like, like for lack of a better description, hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed for have all these awesome people guest with me all year long. You've, you've accumulated a good group of friends who know a lot about badass women. Who know so. a lot. And everybody's so different. I love, like, my friend Adrian comes on and she mm-hmm. is just, like, smart as a whip. And she, there's, like, a dryness, too, to the way she presents the facts. And, I, and she's, she's a fun. super nerd like we are. So mm-hmm. we, like, yeah, so I fun. jive deeply with her. But then Steve is, like, this history nerd. And Alex is this religion. It's all like it's too. It's impossible to choose. I can't choose. <laughs> uh, that's what, you can abstain from this one. <laughs> okay, I have abstain another question. I'm moving moving it along in, instead of drawing that one out. What if any? Like, what was the most surprising fact or discovery that you had on the podcast, either as a listener or or a guest or researcher? Like, was there anything that stood out like that like blew your mind in particular from this year? 
we already talked about it. It's the fact that uh, Norma McCorvey went pro-life. Ugh. That like genuinely blew my mind. And I don't know how I didn't know that until seven months ago. Like, that's crazy. It For had how to be long... buried by the press. Like, oh, yeah. And shit like that, right? It had to be. For how long I've known about Roe v. Wade, the fact that I didn't know about her heel turn for like literal decades of her life insane is unbelievable to me uh i think that my i always have like a lot of moments every episode i feel like Mm -hmm. but i feel like the one that keeps sticking in my mind is from an episode fairly recently uh saint Teresa of avila Uh uh-huh and when i was doing all this research and I learned that prior to Ferdinand and Isabella's rule in Spain, that Spain was ruled by the, the quote, Moors who were Islamic. It was like under Islamic rule and everybody lived in peace together mm-hmm. until the crusade came through mm-hmm. and put Ferdinand and Isabella in power. And to be honest, I had fucking no idea. And my mind was completely blown that like that is the, how things went down in that part of the world mm-hmm. and that like people used to live in peace and the crusade just came in and fucking wrecked everybody. I mean, I knew they did that already, but like, I guess I didn't know they were living in peace before that. And I think that's the part that blew my mind. Yeah. Was it also this year that you talked about the concept of white slavery and white sex slavery? Yes. Cause that was also another mind blowing fact for me. It was like... Who was that? Now, which episode? I'm trying to remember who it was. I can't remember either, but it was like, once you said it, I was like, oh, I mean, that should be obvious, but it's also something that just never occurred to me. Yeah. Now I can't even remember which episode that was. This is embarrassing. (laughs) Who could have that have been? Oh, you know what? I remember who it was, but I don't know if she was this year. It was um, that Brazilian feminist, I think. Dr. Paulina Luisi. Mm, yep. Uruguayan, not Brazilian. Yep. That checks out. That was so, Chloe, that's a good sticking fact, too. That was Dr. Paulina Luisi, but that was actually from 2021. So it was right before the new year. Okay. But that was a good episode. Yeah, that was a good one. Chloe, this is a hot seat question. How do you think the podcast is going? Like, are you, like, completely sick of listening to me do episodes by myself where I'm just, like, talking to myself? I do I do think it's better when you have a guest, but I think, I also think you're getting significantly better with every episode you do by yourself. So it's, it's I've been appreciating and enjoying listening to you improving as you go <laughs> along. Like, it's been, it's been, it's been really nice. Honestly, it's just, like, it's exciting. Thank you, everyone, for being present for my learning curve. I appreciate everyone's <laughs> understanding. And I am trying to slow down and breathe more. That's like a note I give myself. That's very important. <laughs> Breathing is good for you, I've heard. I feel like my first three episodes, I didn't breathe like the whole episode. And I, when I heard them later, I was like, oh, my gosh, I sound like I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, well, those are the great, that's the, that's the podcast news of the year. That's the the podcast wrap up. But I also kind of like want to talk about like broads in general this year Mm -hmm. because I just love broads and I love talking about broads. Let's start with our in memoriam. So we did lose a bunch Mm. of broads this year. Most crazy on like December 30th. Was it 30th or 31st? We lost Barbara Walters. 
Did you know oh, she no. died? Oh, I don't think I remember her dying. Yeah, it happened like on December 30th, I think. We lost Barbara Walters, who was like one of the most prominent female journalists, uh, certainly of our parents' generation, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously she was a little older now in the last couple decades, but she did some amazing interviews and was like pretty well-renowned. But yeah, she was a great, she was like of the greatest generation, I think, our parents' generation. Uh, we also lost Christy Alley, who was kind of controversial. She oh, was like yeah. a controversial broad, but she was a like a huge figure nonetheless, like in the landscape of broads. And people know her most from her time on Cheers, right? Mm-hmm. She was literally the broad on Cheers. <laughs> it was like the strong feminist type who like yep. reigned in Ted Danson, right? That was like the gist of her character. I have only very recently watched the pilot episode of Cheers, and I've never seen a single other episode of Cheers, so I can't speak much to that. We also lost Christine McVie. Were you a Fleetwood Mac fan? I do like Fleetwood Mac. I only got into them this year, actually, but yes, I am a fan. We lost her. I know, too, I think older generation, she's like a huge figure in music. We also lost, sadly, very sad for me, because actually I just fucking adored her angela lansbury mm-hmm. yeah that one was heartbreaking oh, she was everything but the first thing she was was mrs potts do you remember beauty and the beast of course how could i forget <laughs> and then uh as we got into like music theater you know she was oh my god why am i can't think of that name of that musical that everybody loved so much the murder the m- chicago no <laughs> It was a Johnny Depp movie, too. Um, Demon Barbara Fleet Street is the tagline. Mm, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd! She was the lead in Sweeney Todd! Why can't I think of that? Oh, my God. That's because it's weird words. Sweeney and Todd. And I'm just losing it. Um, but she was she was so many things. And then she, you know, I watched, I was a big watcher of Murder, She Wrote growing up. That was like one of our family shows. Solving all the mysteries in, Ca- in Cabot Cove. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was just the best. You know who else died this year? Does the name Sachin Littlefeather ring a bell to you? No. She was the indigenous broad who, she represented Marlon Brando at the 45th Academy Awards in 73. So he won, he won an Oscar for his performance in The Godfather. And Brando was boycotting the Oscars as a protest against their, their like portrayal of Native Americans on film. And so Sachin Littlefeather went to the Oscars in place of Brando. And it was this huge, apparently at the time in 73, you, neither you nor I were born on 73. <laughs> um, but she was this huge activist and she was a huge figure for that generation um, and beyond. And she passed this year. Am- amazing. Anyway, okay, we also lost Loretta Lynn this year, the famous country singer, very beloved by people who love country music. Um, we also lost Barbara Ehrenreich. Is, is that a familiar name to you? No, she related to Alden Ehrenreich. She was a famous writer who was who wrote a lot about kind of the struggling poverty classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, the only book of hers I read, I hated. <laughs> because it felt like a little, I don't know what I, I read Nickel and Dimed and I thought it was a little... It felt like weirdly snooty to me where she like actually like went not not undercover, but she was like, OK, I'm only going to earn the salary I make like as a waitress at this diner. And I'm going to write about what life is like and my coworkers and things like that. But it's like when you do like a project like that, you go back to your other life afterwards. And you don't actually like live with the poverty and live with the actual like, something about the concept of it. Just I think really bugged the shit out of me. But she was very famous. And I think that she um, opened a lot of minds with her writing 
people who don't actually think about <laughs> struggles outside of their own circumstances. So we also lost Anne Hedge. Oh yeah, though that was devastating. Devastating, a devastating car wreck. A beautiful woman, a controversial woman, but yeah. Uh, we lost Olivia Newton-John, too, to breast cancer, I think. Oh, do you remember her from Greece? Yep. Sandy. God, I wanted to be Sandy so much when I was little. We also lost Nichelle Nichols, the first interracial kiss on television. Oh, right. Was with yes. her and William Shatner in Star, Star Trek. Trek. Dang. We lost so many good people this year. We lost so... We always do. It happens. I am actually friends with someone who is a friend of hers, and he said that she is was just like the loveliest human being, like in real life. That checks out. Yeah. And it was one of those like, oh, thank goodness. That she was a nice person, not that she died. We also lost Ivana Trump this year. I guess she was famous-ish <laughs> for marrying the Donald. and Yeah. Uh, but didn't he like... Right off her funeral or something. (laughs) Didn't he, like, do something crazy with... I don't remember. He, like, took advantage of her death somehow, and it was, like, very in line for the Trump family, but Jesus. It's definitely something he would do. We also lost Gloria Allen. Gloria was one of the very first trans activists. Ooh. I know. She probably needs an episode at some point, but we haven't covered her yet. We also lost the original Gerber baby, Ann Turner Cook. When Gerber the baby food came out, that little baby that's still, yeah. I think, the baby on it. The Gerber baby. How, the, I mean, how old is was the Gerber baby? Aunt Turner Cook was 95. 95 years old. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. That's a good run. We also lost Naomi Judd. That also was very tragic. Yeah. Very sad. I believe it was suicide. Ashley Judd's mother, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, her sister, who's her sister? is another famous country singer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suicide hotline. What's that new? The new the number just changed. Is it is it eight one one now? I think it's eight one one. I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard about that. I off social media, so I miss all the all the big developments. Oh, it's nine eight eight. There's the suicide hotline change. So all y'all hang in there, and if times are tough, call nine eight eight, and they and they're there for you guys. We also lost, and I didn't hadn't heard ever heard her name before, but she's worth mentioning. Shirley Spork, which is a great name. That is a great name. She was the founder. Of the ladies PGA, the LPGA for golf, she was like the female golf front runner who started female golf, which is kind of huh. cool. We also lost Madeline Albright this year. Now I admit I don't know as much about Madeline Albright as I should, and probably she's going to be an episode at some point. I think um, you've said that before. I probably have. I want to do episodes about so many people. There's so many, so great many people, people to cover. So little time. And then I guess we have to also mention, like, the most obvious broad of the year who died. Uh, you mean the queen? <laughs> queen Elizabeth. It's hard to mention her. Like, obviously, she was a, an important figure in the world. Yeah, and, and, and it's hard to have anything against someone personally who was just born into a system that was beyond their control and just did their best to navigate. But, yeah, it's complicated. It's super complicated. And like as a in general as a podcast, we're very anti-colonial, and like they are like the root, the great colonizers um, of all time, just about. I mean, it wasn't just that. I won't just I won't throw them under the bus, but you know, it's it's hard, and a lot of the problems in the world stem from all that I mean, rampant you can. colonialism. She's not alive. 
Where else is she going to throw her? I just, you know what? A lot of people still love and respect her and were very sad by her death. And I don't want to disrespect it's her. But it's, it's also hard to talk about, like, colonial victories. It's like... Yeah. She was a tool of the system. And that's uh, unfortunate. I'm sure she was a nice person. But maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I only really know anything about her from watching The Crown. I don't think nice is the word I would use. <laughs> Very, like, pleasant. stoic. Pleasant? Pleasant, sure, yes. Um, well, well-meaning, well polite. Polite is a good one. Yeah. I mean, who was she really? Will we ever yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, that's... There's, like, all no. these... It's become especially clear, like, I feel like now that, like, Harry and Meghan have left and there's all this other drama with that, is that there's all these barriers and all these realities that we aren't aware of with how those families function. Anyway, I, let's not talk anymore about it. <laughs> Deal. Moving on. Moving on. To uh, anyone but Queen Elizabeth. Anybody. Let's take a break to ca- to talk about a little bit more pop culture things and nerdy things for us. What? So these are, these are like some end of year questions. What do you think was the best feminist TV show this year that you saw? Ooh. Um... You know, front of mind is uh, Fleischman is in trouble. <gasps> I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? It's it's very good. I wasn't sold at first. Like the first episode, I was kind of annoyed. It was just very like Jesse Eisenberg is befuddled and overwhelmed <laughs> by life, and I was like, I've seen this. <laughs> There's nothing here for me. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but then as it goes along, like you really sort of figure out what it is and. Claire Danes has an episode that's basically just about her, like towards the end of the season. I love Claire Danes. And I'm Claire, obsessed with And that her. episode is genuinely one of the greatest episodes of television that I've seen. God, that just dropped years. in the last couple months, didn't it? Yeah, the the season just the finale was like a week or two ago, I think. All right, I gotta dial it up. Yeah, so I it's ready. It it's all ready for you to binge. Okay, um, it's I only it's only eight episodes. <laughs> it's quick, um, but that yeah, it's front of mind because I just finished it and I haven't watched much else lately there's like a there's a part of me that wants to say house of the dragon (laughs) but oh i don't think it was very feminist at all it's hard it's yeah it's hard to argue that that's feminist it's just it has a lot of strong women characters it has a lot of strong women for sure but i don't think it's very feminist no they're all very troubled by patriarchy it's just everywhere Everyone, and they're trying to fight against it, but I don't and just think so, anyone's And just succeed. so listeners are clear, in case you're like confused, because I actually read the book, so I feel like I like actually sort of know something about the storyline <laughs> on <laughs> a deeper level. But the whole reason that Rhaenyra can't be queen is because patriarchy. The the non Valyrians, so the the like the world of Westeros, because the because like the old school Westerosi don't believe a woman can be queen. Yep. And so they just Valerians won't accept for, it. For, for whatever their own issues were, Valerians actually did have female leaders and didn't give a shit about that. So, so like the kings had no trouble letting their their women inherit, but it was the it was the Westerosis that hate women in power. Anyway, yeah. The reason fact. I would I would Fantasy argue that it fa- might be yeah, the, the, it's slightly feminist is because it, I feel like the show is aware of all those problems and the storylines are sort of there to say how ridiculous it is that women can't be the queen for no re- like basically for no reason maybe um, i don't know but at the same time yeah it's it, I, I i'm not going to i'm not going to die on the hill though it's a feminist show but well my favorite <laughs> feminist show i think this year is she hulk 
I love She-Hulk. You know what? That's a great answer. I also love She-Hulk. It is so perfect for the moment and like funny without... It's like funny, but not at like women's expense. Mm-hmm. And also not at men's expense. Like... I. No, it's just funny it's due just, to the situations that just like she's in. Well-written and fun, and she's strong and self-aware, and in a and way smart. that is like... And I love a superhero so who doesn't want to be a superhero. Yeah, I just love it. So, so good. So good. And I, and I, I know that the finale was big controversial, but... <laughs> you get so meta. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was adored that episode. so great. I loved it. I loved it. Okay, what about movies? What was your what do you think was the best uh, feminist movie for you? Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once mm. takes the cake. It's it's my favorite movie of the year. It's my favorite feminist movie of the year. Um, my second place movie of the year is Tar. Have you seen no, Tar? No, I haven't seen it yet. Is it oh, good? Oh, I love Tar. It's so so good. It's also a bit complicated because you know she is not a feminist icon by any stretch of the imagination. Is she like an anti-hero? She's very much an anti-hero. The whole the whole sort of premise is her sort of realizing and learning, like, oh, I think I might be the baddie. <laughs> like, oh, have I been abusing my power and taking advantage of women my whole life? Like, that's terrifying. Oh, so I it's all right. I gotta check it out. Yeah, but it's very very good. Well, I had everything everywhere tied with Woman King because I oh, Woman King. How did I forget Woman, Woman King? King? I was literally listening to a podcast about it right before we started recording. How did you forget recording. it? We're taking away your feminist card. You can have it. <laughs> I, I don't deserve it anymore. Oh my god! Uh, oh, the Woman King. So good. Oh my god. So good. Oh my god. Okay, what do you think was what's the best anti-imperial? TV or movie? You, I'll do. Well, I'll make it a group category, like anti-imperialist. Ooh, anti-imperialist. I mean, which is a favorite theme for us. I feel like. Yeah, it feels like I immediately have to say Woman King. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of its whole thing. Um, what else was anti-imperialist this year? I'll say mine, and then maybe it will um, spark your your remembering genes. <laughs> So I think the best like anti-imperial movies, not necessarily feminist, but anti-imperial, I would say are either Andor or RRR. Oh, oh, TV shows count as well. Yeah, TV slash movies. Okay, it, Andor definitely up there. Andor, yeah, and RRR, which you introduced me to. Oh, RRR, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although there's apparently arguments that that's sort of pro-imperialist, but it's anti-British imperialist. Correct. That's the part I like. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very okay with that. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Um, Oh, wait. Did anything spark when I said that? Did you think of other things you wanted to say for... No, I basically just agree with you. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, What do you feel like was the worst misogynistic bullshit entry this year? Oh, gosh. Misogynistic bullshit entry... I don't know that I watched anything that was. No, because we don't want to watch I, them. Right, exactly. I was like, why would I do this to myself? I don't know. Um, I think it might have been Blonde. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that. I didn't either. Because I, I read enough it about it that I'm like, wow, I'm going to hate that movie. <laughs> Let's not watch that. Oh, but I thought of another like pro-feminist movie I want to I want to put oh, about what? to everyone is uh, Prey. What? Gray? 
prey. It's the predator. Oh, prey! Prey. Oh, yes. that was a great one. That movie was so good. That was really good. Even if you don't, even if you haven't watched the entire Predator franchise, that movie was great. And even if you have watched the the Predator, you know, obviously people miss Arnold or whatever, but that was great. Yeah. For misogynistic potential bullshit, I might go with. I mean, it was trying not to be, but like, don't worry, darling. <laughs> I didn't watch it because I knew. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's doing its best. It's giving it a try. Um, and what's this? What's the other one? What do I have? Oh, men. Men is men oh, is trying. That was still this real year. Hard. I try to forget that. <laughs> okay, what do you think is the wor- the worst colonial drivel of the year? Ooh, worst colonial drivel. I'm like really enjoying this line of questions. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Probably, probably something like. Probably something like Moonfall. Ah, I thought it was Avatar. <laughs> the new Avatar? You saw the new? You did see the new it's Avatar? It's colonial dribble. But oh it, my but it doesn't God. support the colonials at all. Like it's it's anti-colonials the whole time. No, because now the old non-colonials become the clon. They oh my God, it's all terrible. <laughs> it's all terrible. Actually, actually, let me rant about it for just a second because okay. uh, I. First of all, I had never seen Avatar until any of them until mm-hmm. about a month ago. And my brothers have been harping Either on me them. about it. And my my brothers were both giving me a hard time. They were like, oh, you got to see it so you can see the new one. And then my boyfriend was like, yeah, we well, want to see the new one, right? But I'm not going to take you to see the new one if you don't see the old one. And I was like, fine, I'll watch it. So I did. I watched the first one and then I saw the new one. And uh, I read this interview with James Cameron where mm-hmm. he was talking about how he was really inspired by, I think it was the experience of the Lakota people in history. Mm-hmm. But I ask, I ask everybody this. That's great to, to read something, to be inspired by it. Did he cast any indigenous people in his movie? Did he have any indigenous people in his writing room? Did he do anything that, to actually honor their story? No, he just retold it as if they were aliens and then made the central character who was a white guy become one of them at the end of it. <laughs> You're, you you are not wrong about anything that you and just said. And it was like, I mean, I will give it that it's a beautiful cinematography. I, I will not try to deny that. Like, the, the some of the cinematography in the new one, too, was, like, mind-blowing. I saw it in 3D, and I it was beautiful. But, like, Jesus, dude, it's 2022. Like, it's frustrating to see a retelling of Native stories without any actual effort to... to involve native people in the storytelling that like really upsets me now and so that for me that's the worst colonial drivel i i do agree with you (laughs) it's okay if you still like it (laughs) if you like avatar i still like you it's okay i do i do (laughs) like avatar and you're right there should be more indigenous involvement in all of it like it's kind of insane you come you compare avatar to prey and like the amount of work that yes. they did to involve indigenous people to have yes. an entire indigenous cast like they were yes. way out of their way there's a there, like you can watch the movie entirely in native language and the show, with english subtitles and the showrunner was indigenous is indigenous too like she, like they from the i think it's a she right or not the showrunner but the uh, producer one of the main writer producers one of the main producers yeah 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 cuz the director's a white guy but like oh. yes i think he he went out of his way to make sure he was involving as many indigenous people in the process as he could and there's no reason that james cameron couldn't because he had the money and he had the budget he has he has all of the resources and honestly honestly like you shouldn't do this but you probably could 
hire people and pay them less and save the studio money if you're hiring all indigenous people. I think you should pay them the same, but you know, people they probably don't have as many credentials and I know how producers think, so it is it's strange that they didn't even try. It's it's just an, and then he does this interview and he's like, I was really inspired by it and I was like, Fuck. Fuck Yeah, I bet you were <laughs> Anyway, I just had to get a rant. I had to get an Avatar rant in this episode. I bet the best feminist movie that there is this year is the movie I haven't seen yet, which is Women Talking. I think I read otherwise. What? The Sarah Polly movie? That the entire cast is women? I I mean, it's probably annoying because it's about a bunch of women talking about like, hey, what do we do about the fact that all the men keep raping us? Well, I haven't seen it yet. I, saw, I just saw the poster yesterday, I guess, for the first time. And I was like, oh. I've, I've heard it's very inspiring and hopeful and uplifting. And it's like a, so many of my favorite women are in that cast. I know. So I really want to see it. That's like next on my list for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and um, Turning Red. That also is one of my favorite feminist movies of the year. Wait, which one is that? The Pixar movie about the girl who turns into a red panda. Oh, I didn't see it. When she, oh Is no. Is it cute? It's so good. It's magnificent. Oh, you would love it. It's just like a puberty metaphor. Of whenever, course. Whenever she gets too emotional, she turns into a giant red panda. And then <sighs> eventually learns that being a red panda maybe is kind of a superpower and so maybe being emotional is a good thing and maybe everyone likes you for it and and it's all about just like friendship and oh all the conflict in the movie like there's the conflict of like the mother-daughter conflict but then there's also like just like friend stuff it's, it's so it's so nice I it's so nice that. it's so cute all right i gotta definitely check it out. one of my faves right, we gotta check it out turning red yeah you gotta check it oh, out. Oh, and I, we're almost to the end here. I think the only thing I have left is like top broads of the year. Like, did you any standout broads like in real life, not just like movie characters, but like standout? I mean, I know we talked about like Viola Davis is gonna get the Oscar probably for Woman King because mm-hmm. God, that was good. But it could also go to Michelle Yeoh. It could. I feel like it's not gonna, but I, for yeah, some reason, it's not. It's not the same level of performance i feel like but it's also like i think i, I think it's actually hard. purely because it's more of an action movie do you know what i mean like woman king is like because it's, it's a like drama, an action comedy I feel like the dramas yeah. usually win oscars never give it to this action isn't because comedies. i don't think they des- deserve to be clear this is my prediction this is my offer right. sure 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 <laughs> based on hollywood patterns yeah but best actress is gonna be stacked this year like yeah what a what a tough choice they're going to have. Tough. Oh, yeah, because uh, Wakanda Forever. Holy shit. That mm-hmm. probably should have been on one of our best of lists. That was a great movie. Yeah, yeah I really like that movie. And that was pretty feminist, I feel like. I would say so. I mean, all of the main characters were women, and then the, the men were all kind of side characters. Yeah, where they belong. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but, you know. I mean, the main character would have been a man if he hadn't died, which, you know... R.I.P. Chadwick. Oh, but, my God. Still not through it. I really cried I a lot, that movie. But they did such a good job. Honestly, I had no idea how Coogler was going to do that. And uh, Same. I, he was, like, and the trailers the did not tell us anything. No, they didn't tell us anything. But I, th- I think I'm glad it didn't. Same. Same. Yeah, it was a nice surprise to just be like, oh, cool, this whole movie is going to be a, a eulogy, and it's going to be all about every, every character and how they process that death. Yeah. Like, that's... That's a very wise way to do that. So smart. So good. Uh, what other broad, any other broad stand out like in the year overall for you? Stories you heard? Um, 
Britney Spears, we've all been following her on Instagram. She's free mm-hmm. and she's loving it. And I also had to snooze her for, I think, a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, you know, she's she finally has the freedom. And the first thing you do with freedom is, you know, you use it a little bit too much. Yeah. You, just, you, do, you do it and then, you know, she'll come back. She'll come back. Um, what about Greta? I feel like what about Greta the last week? Greta last week. Oh, that was such a nice Greta little self. Got uh-huh. Andrew Tate arrested. Ah! Oh my god! I'm, I, obvi- I mean, I am obviously a, a big fan of Greta. Obviously. Having we all brought are. her as one of our one of our first episodes ever. Yeah, <laughs> was my Greta episode, and gosh, she deserves a, a, a follow up. Like, here's what she's been up to in the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> she cut it. She cut out Andrew Tate's carbon footprint entirely in like two tweets. So good, so so good. So such sweet justice. There's also the girl you already mentioned, Olivia Juliana. Um, yeah, Olivia Juliana. Obsessed, obsessed with you, Olivia. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm obsessed with you. I'd love to meet you. I wish I had spent more time like prepping and thinking of. It's okay. Cool things this year, but that's that's. But it what was I have also right a now. crazy year. It was a crazy year. I had so much shit going on. So much <laughs> I just shit. didn't have time to focus. We all did. But... I think we were barely, you know, audience, we're with you. If you had a crazy year too, Chloe and I are with you. If you didn't have a crazy year, congratulations. Yes. I'm very happy for yeah, you. Yeah, we're genuinely. very happy for you. Um, and also, I hate you. And also, <laughs> <laughs> but also, no, no, no. But seriously, like, I'm really happy for you. All y'all listening, thank you for being listeners this year. This podcast literally wouldn't be around without you and without me and Chloe. But without, you know, if people didn't listen, we couldn't do it anymore. It'd be stupid to it's do true. it anymore. It, it, it is true. So, uh, canceled many a podcasts for having no listeners. That makes me sad. But not this one. We're not, we're still going strong. No, this one's going strong. We are going strong. We've covered like, gosh, at this point, We've covered. Here's the list. I have it right in front of me. It's 154 women on here. 100. And some of them are multiples. So. No, I think that I have them split into separate line items. I think. Oh but, really? Yeah. We've roughly covered 154 women on the the history of this podcast, which is a lot of women, most it of is. which I'd never heard of before we covered them. So my personal knowledge abroads is mm. constantly expanding, and I'm I'm guessing that you know listeners it has for you too. So I hope you keep listening. And I think we're going to have a great 2023. I got a good feeling about it. Yeah, I th- I do too. I do too. Let's go get it. I'm confident. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2023. Happy 2023. And we've got a lot of great broads coming for you this coming year. So come on back. Oh, yeah. And until then, there's plenty of episodes for you to go back and listen to if you haven't heard yeah, them. We mentioned a few of them at the top of the episode. Mm-hmm. Go back, give them a listen. That there's a reason that they are the top listens. It's because the, those broads are especially inspiring or baffling in the case of Norma McCormick. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. To learn more about broads, you should know or see our vast database of over 150 women that we've covered on the life of this podcast so far. Head on over to broadsyoushouldknow.com. While you're there, you can click on over to the About page and read more about me and Chloe. Our bios, photos, links to all of our cool stuff, all right there. Have you followed Broads You Should Know on social yet? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Broads You Should Know and Twitter at BYSK Podcast. To suggest a broad, fill out the form on our website or email us at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. Are you a fan of this podcast? If so, help spread the word about us. Share your favorite episode with your friends or family, or better yet, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps new listeners to find us. Broads You Should Know is produced by me, 
Sarah Gorski, and edited by Chloe Skye, with original music by Darren Callahan. Finally, if you really enjoyed this episode, then I suggest you queue up those top 10 broads of 2022. Check out Olga of Kiev, Norma McCorvey, Pine Leaf Woman Chief, Uzumo no Okuni, Tamiris, Sister Carrie Miller, Beate Gordon, Rani Lakshmi Bai, Merle Evers, and Ernesta Drinker. See you next week for another Broad You Should Know.